This is the EVP Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of the EVP Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Beaker. I'm Ghosty. And I'm DVO. Welcome. Yes, welcome. Uh, We have an episode for you to listen to. It'll be great. Good one. It'll be a good one. It's a spooky one. Spooky, spooky. It's going to be spooky. uh, We are going to be jumping into some more listener stories. And by more listener stories, I mean they're pretty much the same people. No, I'm just kidding. Um, No, we're going to do some listener stories this week because we can and we want to. And And, we will. And you guys are submitting to us. And so we're going to share them. Um, Some of the stories, we're going to kind of leave certain information out for privacy reasons. But we're going to give you as much information as possible from these people. So the first person that we're going to be hearing from, so to speak, um, I've actually mentioned some of his stories before. His name is Zach. He's one of our listeners. And he... Zach's Zach's the man. Zach is the man. He actually got... I guess the house he grew up in had a lot of activity. And so he actually reached out to a bunch of his family members and got back to me. This is after... Oh, that's pretty cool. So you, you want to get everyone's like stories and line them all up or something? Yes. That's cool. I like that. Well, I have another person that's actually kind of doing the same thing. Him and his brother and sister, they're, he's trying to work with them to get some of their st- stories. He might share some of them with us. He's also thinking about writing a book about some of the experiences they oh, had growing up. So. I will buy that book. So we may mm-hmm. or may not get some of his stories. Um we might have to sell it from his book if he gets a book out. Um, then we'll just read the stories from the book. <laughs> <laughs> read the stories from the book. You got that, Chris. We're coming after you and your stories. Um, so, so Zach, uh, Zach was saying that um, it took a little bit longer than he had anticipated to get the story to me because his family doesn't talk as much as they used to. But from the majority of his family uh, in the house, they, they had this feeling that they were being watched all the time. Uh, stuff would always, they'd always see stuff moving out of the corner of their eyes. Uh, there was one weird, uh, wa- uh, walking episode from his mom where she woke up in the closet that connected between two rooms. Um, you've seen that like in some of the movies, how you got the bedrooms that are connected. There's like a bathroom in the middle. And right. Yeah. Like so it, I think it was something similar to that where she just woke up and she was in the closet. Um, that, I guess oh. that was the first and only time that occurred for his mom. Uh, there was a lot of electronics that would die fast, like Game Boys and Walkmans. The batteries just wouldn't last as long as they're supposed to. Um, a lot so of I kind whisk- of have an idea of when this time frame happened. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> early '90s, maybe somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, See, so there was a lot of. Uh, I read that one already. A lot of uh, whispering voices when everyone else was asleep, or the person who heard the voice was alone. So they'd be the only one awake. Everyone else would be asleep. They hear the whispering. Sometimes it would just be while they're home alone. Um, also, there was an incident when his oldest uncle uh, brought home a lava rock from Hawaii. They don't know where he got it from, but they had to get rid of it. Uh, they said that made a lot of stuff for all of them spike up uh, huh. to spike up words. Um, they got rid of it uh, the night his aunt was babysitting him and his uncle... Rocky, uh, she had, or his aunt was babysitting him and his uncle. Um, and she had her two year old son, or her husband had a truck driver who was coming up by when he got done driving or taking the haul. 
they were all in the living room watching TV, and they started to hear loud noises from upstairs. They thought it was a train going by because the house is so close to the tracks. They looked outside, and there was no train, no bad weather, not even a breeze. So there was there was nothing going on. And when they got back to the house, they heard a, a loud crashing noise. It, had sound, it sounded like someone had took the weight bench that was upstairs and threw it across the room. Uh, the dining room chandelier was rocking back and forth very hard. Uh, they thought it was going to fall off the ceiling. Uh, when they were about to run outside, they saw their little cousin, Cameron, going back into the hallway. Uh, he was just barely learning how to talk at this point. When he went towards the steps and got to the first landing after three steps, he looked up the stairs and said, I'll be there in a minute. To nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, his mom rushed in and grabbed him, and they all ran outside. Uh, when they got there, when his aunt's husband uh, pulled up in a semi-truck and ran into the house and came back out, said nothing was out of place. Nothing was damaged. And after they got rid of the lava rock, they never had experiences again afterwards. Interesting. He also uh, send me, sent me some <laughs> photos of the old house that he grew up in. Um, I'll have to reach out to him and see if it's okay for us to post those on social media. Nice. It's not pictures of when he lived there. It's from when someone was selling the house. Um, but, but yeah, that was his story. Just I think the whole the weight bench thing, the loud crashing noises and that, his cousin like looking up the stairs going... Yeah, I'll be there in a second to nobody. That's kind of trippy. I am curious. Did, did they, and maybe Zach, you can respond later, but did you, was there, was there a mess or did it just sound like? Oh, no. He said, he said the uncle went up there and checked on things and nothing was out of place. Everything was, yeah, everything was the way it was supposed to be. So, I mean, it sounded like, and I've experienced something like this before. I used to work at a sports authority up in Bountiful. Um, and in the, one of the back rooms there, there was, uh, like wood, like plywood on the floor because the rumor was there used to be like a basement cellar and they just covered it up with plywood and then the rest of it was just concrete, right? And there was one day I was working and as actually we were closing so there was just me and uh, two employees in the store with me and I remember very clearly like I could see one of the employees standing in front of me I could hear the other one punching her numbers on the time clock and I'm up at the front register uh, running my end-of-day stuff and submitting it for the night. And over on, in this back room, there's like, there's one of those old-school, like, sliding ladders like you'd see in the movies, uh, like in libraries and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And it sounded like someone jumped off this ladder and landed very heavily on that plywood flooring and ran across the floor. Hmm. There was just the three of us in there. Uh, the other two were very small women. They they weren't very tall. They weren't very, they're not heavy or anything. They are very skinny. And like I said, I could see one of them and I could hear the other one punching her numbers on the time clock. And she came walking around the corner as we heard the running across the floor. Oh, wow. I saw the looks on both their faces. And the funny thing is, is like they kind of psyched themselves out and me as well, because I believe we were telling ghost stories as we were closing. And then that happened. Huh. And I just like, we're getting the hell out of here right now. Like, let's go. Um, That was the first instance in that back room. The second one was actually on a Sunday. I was working. And I was straightening out the shoes outside on the wall. And I hear this uh, same thing. It's loud crashing noises. It just sounded like the whole back room of shoes just come off the shelves and fall onto the floor. And I wasn't the only one that heard it. Like, a bunch of us heard it. And so I walked back there to look, and everything was just fine the way it was supposed to be. It reminds me of a ghosty story when he walked by the outside. He was outside the house, and he walked by the kitchen, and he could hear it sounds like the silverware was just dumped all over the counter and has been spread around. 
And he's like, oh my gosh, Dad, don't go in there. And he went in there, and everything was fine. Yep. That's now, what I was thinking about, too. <laughs> go back to this, this thing about Lava Rock. Do you guys know anything about Lava Rock? Is it like a... I mean, I know, like, Baker, you're into, like, you know, crystals and things like that. Is there any type of... I don't know, anything to do with Lava Rock that you know of. I know it's a grounding stone. Well, it's a they, grounding It stone. came from Hawaii, they said. Yes. And then yeah, they good. tell you not to take anything at all. Um, Who tells you that? The state of Hawaii. I'll and, tell them. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> so uh, so the, st- the state governor I don't know, the state, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but I mean, it's just like you go to a national park or whatever. They, yeah, say, they tell you don't, don't take anything. anything. Yeah. So uh, they also say it's a bad... Uh, I don't know. Omen? Yeah, if you if you do, and uh, I've I've heard similar stories where people have said they've done that and then had bad things happen. I had a friend, uh, a neighbor whose name was Mister Brady. He took something from Hawaii they shouldn't His have. Name Mike. <laughs> yeah, I think Mike that, Brady. I think it You're was. talking about the very Brady sequel. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> <Like>, you know. <laughs> I don't know what's worse. Don't the fact take that, anything from Hawaii is my point. I don't know what's worse. The fact that you're talking about Ray Ray Sequel or that I know that you're talking about the Ray Ray Sequel. <laughs> it was, it was oh an episode. It was an episode of the Hawaii Vacation. Was it? Yes. They did this like a similar thing in the, the movie, the Ray Ray Sequel. I'm pretty sure because that was like one of the most popular episodes. episodes yeah. <laughs> so Lava Stone is... Uh, it says it has intense energy and it is a st- stability and grounding uh, stone of oh, the spirit. Interesting. Um, coming from Hawaii, though, it is possible that there could have been some like cultural stuff put into it. Like, I, I've seen on residential investigations I've been on where people find like arrowheads or yes, like, petrified wood, and they bring it to their homes, and that starts causing problems because of uh, the ties it has to the Native American culture. So it's possible that there's something to do with the culture there in Hawaii where their ancestors might have put some sort of like protection or curse or something on there. I don't know for sure, but it's possible that they've kind of put this energy into their land yeah. that keeps it from being removed more or less. And if it is removed, then stuff like this happens. Interesting. That's a possibility. I don't know if that's what exactly happened yeah. in this situation, but... I have seen it with Native American culture, so I'm assuming it's possible um, with Hawaiian culture as well. Okay. Go see, you got a story there for us? Yes. So this is a story that uh, is coming from a listener, Josie. And this one, uh, we'll leave out the names of the locations. But um, this happened in Bountiful. Utah. Utah, yeah. This is all in Utah. So uh, when I began managing at this location in Bountiful. So there's going to be two locations. Yeah, one. Two locations. One Bountiful, one downtown Salt Lake. Uh, so this first one. When I first started managing, I didn't go, oh, this place is haunted for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even start suspecting until my second or third year there. Oh, wow. Okay. The drive through the drive through was basically always broken. So it was like a fast food place. Yeah. Uh, both locations are fast food places. There was no sensor, so it would always be turned on. So there was constant white noise. Mm, Whenever okay. I would open... The perfect recipe for paranormal activity. <laughs> also, when I start a new job, I'm always like, you know, is this place haunted? Um, I don't think that's a common thought for anybody. Right? So, All right. So 
whenever I would open, first thing I and my opening cook would do is put on the headset. As soon as I would turn it on, I hear a female voice either say hello or good morning. I always thought it was my cook being silly, so I would smile and greet her back. Until one day, my normal cook took a day off, and I had our night cook cover her. He was a man. It spooked me for a second, but then I thought maybe I was just used to hearing it, and just I thought it in my head. Makes sense. I stopped thinking that when we had a complete year of the drive through being broken, and I believe having that white noise on nonstop probably invited spirits or open something, I'm not sure. There was one night when I was closing, and I was in the back office getting all my closing inventory ready to go. White noise buzzing overhead on the intercom and in my ear on the headset. When suddenly, me and my crew started hearing frantic whispers coming through. It was really fast and incoherent. I looked at my cook, who was in the kitchen next to me, and she looked baffled, and then I looked through the glass where I can see my order taker, and his mouth was agape. He greeted them and asked how he could help them. Nothing. Whispers got louder. I looked up at the cameras to see if maybe high schoolers were messing with us, but there was no one there. I hit the button on the headset that lets only everyone wearing one can hear, and I said, there's no one there. As soon as I said that, it stopped, and then this low growl came out. Go F yourself. Whoa. Yes, everyone started freaking the hell out. I still get chills. I got chills. You got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Look at my arm. <laughs> I got chills. I keep forgetting you guys didn't do some of the residentials that I did. So th- this is normal for me, <laughs> the residentials. So that was the point where I figured something was going on, and every time I heard that hello in the morning, I had the dilemma of saying it back. There was a Sunday afternoon, like most Sundays, very slow and nothing to do. But this particular Sunday was very strange. I was standing at the front doing my hourly paperwork. My lobby order taker was standing by the registers waiting for something to do. Then I heard this very gruff, angry man say, Hey, I saw the kid working stand to attention out of the corner of my eye. I thought, I'll wait to see how this plays out. If I need to step in, I'll do it. For a few minutes, uh, a few minutes to buy, go by and nothing. Nothing from the man, nothing from the kid. I look up and I say, hey, don't ignore the man. But there was no man, and my employee looks at me with wide eyes looking paler than ever, and he goes, you heard that too? Yes, we searched the place, even had him go into the male's restroom to see if if he was in distress, but there was no one there. Wow, those are pretty good. And then I started seeing a man after closing. I would walk out walk out front after doing inventory in the back and I would see a man with his head down kind of like he was looking at his phone he had on blue jeans a red shirt and a white cap I would say I'm sorry sir but we are closed I'll unlock the door so you can get out I would walk into the lobby and where he would uh, where he would step being the soda machine I would have I would have to walk around it and into the lobby and there would be no man this happened maybe three times not consecutively. I thought my mind was playing tricks on me from working long hours until another shift leader had told me that he too uh, that he too thought he was losing his mind. I asked him what he meant and he began to describe exactly what I was going through, right down to the 
to the white cap. This made us sad because a month or two before I started seeing this man, there was a police lockdown because in the apartment building behind us, this woman uh, had stabbed her boyfriend repeatedly and he died on the scene. We don't know for sure if this was the man who, who was brutally murdered by his girlfriend. We just had that feeling because of the timing. And so that was the first location. The second location, um, this was saying, I was working the night shift. And this is in, this new one is uh, downtown Salt Lake. Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, no, no. This is the last situation at this location. Maybe. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Now, f- for the last experience I remember, I was working the night shift. We were in the middle of our dinner rush, so there was a lot of running around. I went and ran into the back to grab some cups when I came to a halt because one of those long industrial light bulbs had flown out of the crawl space above the office and shattered in the middle of the kitchen. My cook and I looked at each other and both shrugged. I didn't have time to investigate what was going on. When the rush was over and the glass was swept up, I took my uh, I told my cook to grab uh, grab me the ladder so I can get up and see if maybe there was a, a box wasn't pushed back all the way. Uh, when he walked back, three more light bulbs came flying out simultaneously. He looked at me and, and wiggled his fingers and said, spooky, and then laughed. Spooky. <laughs> I started climbing up, and to be honest, I was scared something was going to come up out of the crawl space. I looked in, and the box with the light bulbs was pushed all the way back. There was probably five feet between the box and the opening of the crawl space. Hmm. I would love to get started on the second place that I worked, but I don't have the time. So that was just all the first place. Uh, that was all the first okay. place. Okay, okay, so the second place, she'll she'll tell us in another story so that we'll share later. Yeah, she sent us an email a couple weeks ago. I should probably respond. Just, all right. The, she'll fin- figure it out when she listens to this one that we, we read the email. <laughs> <laughs> Am I ready for more? We are ready for more. She goes, thanks for being interested and thanks for the podcast. I'll see if I can find uh, that news article about that man for you guys as well. Much love. Until next time, stay spooky. Yeah, she Thank did, you. She Joseph. did say at the beginning that she, she felt bad that uh, we were all kind of harassed by the Rona. Because this email came shortly after I, I got the sickness. Uh-huh. All right. This uh, next story is from a listener who heard... He heard the podcast. So, so Beaker was on another podcast, which we've mentioned before. He was on another podcast before. And then he brought the famous Buka Boys on the podcast, which is Ghosty and I. And we, that's when we discovered how much in love we were with each other. So <laughs> that was true. It was actually the, uh, the, the people I did the other show with were supposed to record. They canceled on me. And I'm like, screw this. I want to do an episode. So I contacted the Buka Boys. And I'm like, hey, be a guest on my show. So I came here to the Buka Boys slash EVP studio. Um, at the time, it was just the Buka Boys studio. We recorded an episode of the Supernatural Hour. And this this gentleman listened to the Supernatural Hour, and you got a lot of good feedback from that episode. Yeah, Supernatural Hour. This is the, probably the first time I've actually mentioned, maybe the second time I've mentioned that podcast on on this show. Um, but um, he, I guess he listened to that show, went to listen to you guys' show, your other podcast, The Buko Boys, and uh, decided to share his story with you guys. Yeah, and that's that. In that episode, is where we realized the three of us were made for each other, and we need to create a team. And our own podcast. And it's actually very true, because this, this was the, the beginning of 2020 yep. uh, when we did that episode. And I did two episodes that year, 
and th- that was by far my most favorite episode to do. There was another one I did with uh, Lurch where we talked about the movie Insidious. That was my second favorite episode in 2020. And I did a lot of episodes that year. <laughs> Those were my two favorite. And it was because of that. Uh, we're not we're not joking. It was actually because of them being a guest on my other show that when I started wanting to leave that podcast is when we all started discussing starting a new team and a new podcast. And we gave birth to this podcast. Yes. We gave, yes. The one, this one's much better. <laughs> so this, uh, this gentleman, uh, I believe his name is Rue, and this is the story he wanted to share with us. Okay. Here we go. I had a lot of strange experiences growing up that I was reminded of today while listening to your recount of some of your childhood. Uh, real quick interruption here. This was uh, Ghosties was telling a lot about his story growing up in the house we lived in Midvale here. And I think we've mentioned that on this. We've mentioned it on this podcast as well. The timing of the podcast and one memory in particular had oddly perfect timing and I thought I would share. As a preteen, my family lived in this tiny house on the outside of a church property that we rented from the church for dirt cheap. It was falling apart and would have been built in the late to early 1950s to 1960s. The church used to house the preacher there, but as it became older, but as uh, the house became older, the preacher had higher standards, and they rented it to anyone willing to live there to stop break-ins. Enter my family of eight to a tiny house with three bedrooms connected by one long horizontal L-shaped hall. Weird stuff happened here all the time, from loud thuds in the non-existent attic to the sounds of heavy bags being dragged across in the early hours um, of the morning. To very discomforting feelings of unease, even for my father, who would complain about strange chills and unexplained drifts, or sorry, drafts, in the middle of the summer. To waking up to the feelings of heavy, unexplained weight pressed onto his chest. Well, we all had our fair share of weird in this house. For myself, I had experienced more unsettling experiences in prior homes, but in this house, I really never could shake the eerie feeling like I was being watched or that someone was there when there would be no one. Sorry for rambling anyways. One day, me and my little brother were home alone playing in the yard when I went outside, when I went inside to get some water. As mentioned, this house had a hall that connected every room and at the end of it, there was nothing but doors on either side and no natural light. Coming inside, all the lights were off. I entered the hall on my way to the kitchen, walking away from the dark end of the hall. But I sensed someone was there. I turned and saw clear as day a dark figure of my older brother who was not supposed to be home at the end of the hall. I called my brother's name as, as asked how long he had been home for, since I didn't see him enter the house. I just remember noticing his eyes. They were a warm amber, glowing from the dark, and he hadn't moved, hadn't responded. I can remember the feeling of my entire body suddenly feeling like pins on end and a very, very dark feeling coming over me. And just like that, the figure was gone. If I remember correctly, I ran outside shaking from what I had seen. No one was in the house. Weirdly enough, I had never heard of shadow people until the episode I just listened to you guys having. The topic came up just as I recalled this memory, and looking it up, the description seemed to match. I had so many unsettling experiences as a child. I don't know why, but none of them were pleasant. They always had a darkness and fear to them. Aside from one about an orb, which was witnessed by my father and me together. It wasn't like the orbs you guys talked about, though. The story is long, so I'll make it short. It was well past midnight. I was no more than seven or eight. 
and I had just waken up my dad. I had just waken up my dad because I couldn't find my mom and couldn't sleep. I made my dad get up to find her with me. There looked to be light coming from our living room, so we walked towards it. It was as if the entire room was lit, and we entered the light retracted. As we entered, the light retracted into an orb in the fire pit and extinguished. I can only imagine my dad's reaction, but I was scared shitless. We visited two other rooms in, in the experiencing the exact same thing in the second room before finding my mom in the garage. This house was effed up, though. Lights would go on and off. Various members of my families uh, have stories of seeing spirits while living there. Okay, I'll stop with my reminiscing now. If you read this, thanks for listening. You guys are great. All right. Pretty interesting story. Spooky house. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, some of that like, makes me remember a lot of stuff, too. It's yeah. like making me... Yeah, it's... Like have memories about like similar situations, the shadow people and the, but like his, what he saw sounds more like maybe he saw a spirit that just kind of disappeared. Uh huh. Um, like his brother. Yeah. Um, but the amber glowing eyes were pretty interesting. Yeah, because that makes me think more of like a, a an actual spirit more than a shadow person. Because shadow people, the ones that I've seen, they don't disappear. They more like run into shadows and hide. Ah, ah, interesting. I don't know. Like that's that's what I've experienced with shadow people that they don't just disappear. They just they hide into darker shadows. Oh wow. Well, maybe that's what it did to him and just looked like it. It just, maybe just le- maybe back. it just like took a step backwards into the shadows. Yeah, it just got darker that way. And yeah, could have done that too. And I like. I mean, our orb stories have been. You know, we saw in darkness a little light shine up and then just kind of float off into nowhere. Where his was illuminating. It seemed like it sounded like it was illuminating the room. As they walked in, then it shrunk down into the fire pit and then gone. That was pretty pretty interesting. That was illuminating the whole room, it sounded like. Yeah. You you had an interesting orb story at uh, a bank building in Eureka, Utah, didn't you? I don't know if we talked about this on this. We have. Yeah, we have have talked about it. It's been mentioned. But, yeah, I saw, um, you know, I was taking a picture in pure darkness. And so as I took the picture, I was using um, an iPod. And so what it would do is it would flash a few times to kind of just gain, I don't know what. Exposure. Yeah, exposure. There we go. And while, while, it, while it was flashing. Camera words. Yeah. <laughs> while it was flashing, I could see this light rise up from the ground and then dart at me, this orb. And to the point where I stepped back, I thought it was going to smack me in the face because it came right at my face. And I thought it was going to hit me. Um Coincidentally, this same orb was also seen with, by Ghost Adventures in the same building, in the same background. Uh, and I have that picture. I don't know if we posted it on our social media. We have no. Okay, I, I, I have found that picture. I'll have to post it. I'll have to post that. You can kind of see where, where I found, where I took a picture of the orb and Ghost Adventures took a picture of the orb. And you can see the same staircase in the background at the same location. I found it first. My evidence was better. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. You know Zach listens to us, right? I know. And I love you, Zach. And thanks for being a huge fan of the EVP podcast. <laughs> we'll, we'll go investigate together soon. I promise. I, you, know, you keep asking us. We've been busy. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> hey, awesome. Hey, thanks for sharing those stories, you guys. Those were really good stories. Yeah, they I, were. Those are some of the best stories we might have gotten. I was those like, are, I, those are good. I always get excited when I see we get an email from Josie. Yeah, I can't wait to some, hear the next. She's half got of some this. of the best yeah. stories, and it's like, I mean, it's fascinating for us 
but I'm sure it wasn't as fascinating for you growing up and experiencing these things. Like it's unfortunate this stuff happened, but um, we Leaves do appreciate cool you sharing. Leaves yeah. cool stories. Yeah, it does. <laughs> and again, if you want to share stories, you can you know follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook at evp.pod. But watch out, you might start seeing us on TikTok as well. <laughs> evp.pod yeah what you said i can't say it why can't evp.pod on tiktok i I made us a tiktok channel so you can you can dm us there or you can also just email us directly at evp.pod at gmail.com simple stuff to find us we ain't hard to miss because i'm a giant (laughs) you guys thanks for listening and watching to this episode of listener stories peace out butterflies Bye-bye. I love you. You love me. Let's get together and listen to EVP. I like it. We're not using that. Yes, we are at the end of the episode we are.